you ever considered plastic surgery or other cosmetic procedures when you look in the mirror and see something that you just don't like? Well, today I'm going to be talking about this and aging gracefully, why it's a gift, and three reasons that you should just say no to plastic surgery. Hey there, lovely. Welcome to Personal Style for Christian Women. Are you tired of walking into your closet and feeling like you have nothing to wear? Do you feel frustrated when you look in the mirror and feel frumpy and icky in your clothes? Do you want to build a wardrobe that is authentic, timeless, and easy in a way that honors God and His plan for beauty and femininity? Hey there, I'm Stacy. I'm a crazy busy homeschooling mom of six. I used to look in the mirror frustrated and uncomfortable in my clothes and wish that I could just look and feel good and maybe get a compliment from my husband. I wanted to have fewer clothes that I really loved discover my personal style to feel joyful and creative, and appreciate my body at every size and stage. But I was terrified what people would think if I dressed for myself and let go of trends and expectations. Then I discovered how to have confidence in the way God created me and His plan for beauty. In this podcast, you'll find style tips from color to body type, the magic of having less with a capsule wardrobe, and biblical mindset tips so you can bring your inner beauty to the outside. So go put in your favorite earrings, fix that hair, and let's dig in. Are you tired of feeling frumpy in your clothes? Do you want to dress nicely, dress modestly in a way that honors God, makes you feel good, and sometimes helps you get a compliment? Imagine if there was a place, there was a community where you could come and hang out and be encouraged in your fashion journey, your style journey, but other women who are believers just like you and on the same path as you. That's why I created a free community on Facebook for women just like you who are figuring out their style, learning how to bring out their authentic selves and do so in a way that honors God and themselves. Come over to ChristianStyleCommunity.com, hop inside, join our group, get involved with the daily outfit challenges and the engagement posts and get to know yourself the way that God sees you. All right, gorgeous. Today, I'm going to be talking about plastic surgery and why you should say no and how aging gracefully really is a gift for us. And just as a forewarning, um, when I was laying in bed brainstorming this episode, um, God asked me to share some information that is not really for small ears towards the end of this, um, a part of my testimony that isn't child-friendly. So if you're in the car or you're listening at home and you've got small ears around, um, you may want to pop some earbuds in or turn this off and save it for a time that is more adult friendly um, because I know that I would not be comfortable with some of my kids hearing this at their age until they're old enough where I can definitely explain it a little bit better. Um, so just a forewarning there, I don't want you to ever feel like I upset you or your children with some of this content. So I wanted to put that disclaimer in there so you can choose to stop listening or turn it off or save it for a later time. So having said that, let's go ahead and jump off in this today. So this episode idea came to me one day about a month ago when I was driving to see my midwife for a prenatal appointment and I passed a billboard and you know, we get bombarded with hundreds of marketing messages a day and I'll be the first one to admit that I don't notice every billboard along the road when I'm driving, but this one really jumped out at me. It was a before and after picture of a tummy tuck procedure and there was nothing graphic about it, um, but you know, it was just 
And then the, the ad had like one sentence worth of text and there was like a cartoon woman image on each side next to the stomach. But it was a before and after picture of a tummy tuck of someone who had had um, their stu- the stomach procedure done. And I don't know about you, but I mean, I will definitely say that I have looked in the mirror sometimes at my own stomach if we're talking about this procedure in question. And I thought to myself, oh, this is never, this is never going to go away. You know, I've had six kids. I'm pregnant with my seventh. Um, there, you know, there is just extra skin there that no amount of exercise, diet, anything else is ever going to make remove. And for me, I just don't really care. The only time it would matter to me so much is if I'm going to wear a bikini, but I have passed the point in my life where I want to wear a bikini. So for me, it's not something I sit and dwell over very much. When I was younger, I also considered um, having a breast reduction. And my doctor at the time told me to wait until after I had had kids, um, just because, you know, if I wanted to nurse them, it would make it extremely complicated, almost impossible based on some conversations I've had with other people. But again, at this point, um, I've kind of decided that um, I'm not really interested in having surgery (laughs) for any reason like that. I also, since we're being completely transparent, used to hate my nose when I was growing up. And I thought about one day, maybe if I'm really rich, I'll have a nose job, which, you know, I guess I'm not that expensive. But to a 17 year old, you know, something that expensive seems insane. But I just want to say all this because I I want you to know as I go into this, this story today and the content today, that I've, I have thought about having plastic surgery at various moments in my life. And I've thought about how it would fix my flaws in a way that was simple. But I do want to talk about three reasons today why you should not consider plastic surgery. Um, and I'm going to go back to that tummy tuck for number one. And the reason is it's extremely dangerous <laughs> on the tummy tuck procedure. I don't know. You may know this. You may not know this. And you can go Google before and afters and see the scars. They cut you in a, over a 180 degree circular pattern from hip to hip, um, usually from around the back of your hip all the way around the front of your body to the back of the other hip. And they pull that skin and they do a bunch of different things and then they reattach it. It's an extreme surgery. Like it's very, very extreme. And anytime you have surgeries, and here's a little bit of my medical background popping in here. Anytime you have a surgery, it's very dangerous. The anesthesia is extremely dangerous. If you think about it, they're they're trying to get you as close to dead so you don't feel anything and then wake you back up. You know, that's a dangerous thing. Um, it, it's risky anytime you go under anesthesia. And so this is something you're taking on, not for a true medical reason, but just for preference, right? Um, your risk of blood clots and other complications is really high. Not to talk about the fact that I think that medical malpractice is one of the top leading causes of death in the United States. So when you think about surgery, surgery is dangerous, but uh, you know, many times it's very medically necessary. It's needed. It's a, it's a gift, the medical gift, you know, God empowered people to learn these things to help save lives. However, when you're talking about plastic surgery and cosmetic procedures, 99% of the time, other than something like, you know, a dog bite to the face, which is a little bit more extreme, more medically necessary. Most of these times we're talking about a vanity choice, an elective surgery that's just because of vanity. And so you're taking on these tremendous risks to your health, all in the name of choice and vanity. And the reality is, is that you, I'm a big believer in this whole thing about don't, don't break it if it's working. (laughs) I'm not a big fan of surgeries that destroy something in the body that works just fine. Um, And to me, plastic surgery is one of those things. Um, And some, you know, some of these cosmetic procedures that are outpatient, maybe some of these skin procedures, you may not think of them as being dangerous, but 
there really are no long-term studies on what effect they're having on the skin. And so honestly, every time you consider these, consider the fact that you are putting your health in your life at risk. And this is a great reason to say no. <laughs> this is the reason why I've come to the place with the breast reduction where I'm just like, you know what? I don't really want to do that. I don't feel like going under anesthesia and going under the knife and being in pain because honestly, they're not causing me that many problems anymore. So don't risk your life over your vanity. It's not worth it. It is not worth it, sister. Number two reason why we should say no to plastic surgery is that aging really is a gift. Now, I want to be really upfront with why this is an issue for women when it comes to aging. It's because our society is built in a way that devalues women and it devalues older people in general. You can look at, um, you can really almost look at the way that the people in nursing homes were treated during COVID, um, the way many of them were left alone without anyone to visit them. And it's really just a picture of how our culture doesn't value the wisdom of age and those that are older and how we view people as only useful when they're able to work and contribute. And that is not the case around the world. That is not the case historically. Um, people have been, older people have often been valued for their wisdom, valued for their age, valued for what they can offer to the younger generation. In Titus 2, it actually talks about the older women being an inspiration to the younger women and taking care of them and mentoring them. Um, and so I want to leave you with that thought, definitely, that we are not supposed to be shoved off and shuttled to the side as we get older, that our wisdom is a gift and that aging is a part of gaining that wisdom and that, that you know, the wrinkles on our face show that wisdom. It shows our aging and it shows our gifts. But it is that societal message that tells us that it's better for us if we can look younger. It's not okay if we look 60 or 70 or 80. We need to look 50. Like that's the cutoff point. We need to look 50 because we can still be productive when we're 50 and we can still contribute to society. But that is not true. You can continue to contribute until the day that you die. Your wisdom, your knowledge, your encouragement, those are all beautiful things in the sight of God. And they have nothing to do with how you look. They have to do with who you are and what God has done in your life, the stories that you can tell, the encouragement you can give, and the help that you can offer other women to become who God's created them to be. And on that note, here we go. The third thing, your flaws tell a story. And <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I when I was thinking about this and this came to me and I felt like God was asking me to share this story, I was like, okay, we can share this story. It's a little uncomfortable, but it'll be okay. It's fun. And this morning I got up and I sat down to record this and I was like, maybe I should do a different episode. I'm not sure I want to do this. And so I just sat here and I prayed and I was like, you know what, God, it's okay. If you want me to tell this story, then you're going to make sure that people are ready to hear the story and I'm going to be fine and it's going to be fine. We're all just going to be fine over here, right? Because the Bible says that they will overcome by this blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Sorry, that escaped me for a minute, but it's the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. I believe it's in Revelations. It's in a great song as well. Okay, your flaws tell a story. So I'm going to tell a story. I have this spot on my nose. It's really small. It's some kind of weird deposit or buildup. And it appeared, it, it's just a, it's, I don't know, some strange bump. I don't really know what it is. It's not cancer. Um, it's been there for a long time now. But it appeared, and I've seen a dermatologist since then, so it's nothing dangerous. It's just there. And it appeared in my mid-20s, and my mom hates it. <laughs> she will occasionally say to me, she'll point when she notices it, she'll point at my nose and almost touch it and say, you should get that removed. And the thing is, I know why she hates it. I know what memories she's having. I know what stories she knows that makes her hate it so much. 
And this mysterious bump appeared, like I said, in my 20s randomly. I did not have it when I was growing up. It appeared after I had been doing drugs for several years. And I don't mean smoking marijuana. I mean, I was doing cocaine and other hard drugs for several years. Really dark period in my life. And I, I don't notice this bump anymore. Um, it doesn't really matter to me. I've really never thought about having remo- having it removed. And at this point in my life, like 20 plus years later, I, I don't know how many, it's, it's like 20 years since this experience, since this part of my life. In the 20 years since it happened, I, I don't think about it really. Um, but now that I see it, now that I have a different perspective, I remember the story. I remember that in spite of the fact that I was a complete mess, my life was a complete mess. Um, I was in some really dangerous situation. There were some really bad things that happened. This went over, this went on for about two years um, of my life. Um, I had left the church. Um, I had gone completely against God's will for my life. There are a lot of other crazy stories and even crazier testimonies than this, if you can believe it or not. I was just a mess and I was constantly in situations that were really dangerous. And when I see the bump, I remember that God had a plan for me, even in the midst of all of that, like even in the midst of the fact that I was not acknowledging him, I was not even pretending to follow him. I wasn't even sure that there was one God or what religion was or anything else. Um, I think I believe something like all paths lead to the same God or something random. I mean, I just was a mess, right? And I... I see this bump and this bump tells a story and some people might get it removed. It might be a vanity issue or like my mom, it might drive them crazy to remember this really kind of traumatic period of my life, especially as a mom. I'm sure it was really traumatic for her to watch me and not be able to do anything about it. But for me, I just see God's hand on me in my life. Like I see that he was always there. I see that he was saving me. He had something better for me and he was just waiting and keeping me safe in those moments. Um, Being the God of goodness that wants us to come back to him, that wants us to lead a life full for him, wants to follow him and be just completely sold out. Um, And it reminds me that no one is too far for him to reach. No, like there is nothing that you can do that is so far that God can't get to you. Um, No matter what you think about him, what you're doing, um, there's nowhere that he can't get to you. And maybe you're sitting over there and you're saying, oh, Stacy, I don't have any stories like that. I don't have any stories of scars where God put, pulled me from the pit. But your scars and your flaws do tell a story. Um, and the story they tell is beautiful. It's the story of your life, the life as God is weaving for you. Um, and that story is a gift and your life is a gift. Um, and so I just want to ask you today to think on this. Think on something that you hate about your body. And I said hate there because we all have it. We all look in the mirror and there are things, they're tiny micro things. And the reality is most people don't notice them the way that you notice them because people aren't focused on you that way. It's called the spotlight effect. We think people are looking at us in a way they're not looking at us, paying attention to our flaws and then they're not paying attention to our flaws. But what is that thing? What is that thing that you dislike intensely that you look at your body and you think, oh, I'm just going to, if I could just cut this off or get this fixed or get this removed or if this was smaller or if I could make this go away, what is that thing? And then I want you to think, what's the story? Why do you have this thing? 
Um, is it because you had six kids and your stomach skin is never going to be the same again? Is it because you were in a horrible car accident and God saved you from that and re- rehabilitated you and healed you? And now that's part of your story and your testimony. Maybe it's something really small. Maybe it's the time, maybe could be the time that you were putting a yard sign in the front yard and you got crazy and you broke your thumb and you have a little scar there and you just learned a lesson about stubbornness and persistence and in, in a good way, in a not being stubborn kind of way. Um, and there's a lesson there. It doesn't have to be a big story. It All of our stories are God's stories. Every small story is a story of how he was there with you in that moment Um keeping you on the path, on the plan, making those things work out for you, even if you did things that he was like, "Mm, probably shouldn't do that. Even those things you did that were bad, that were terrible, that were not of God, like he was there working that story out for his will and his plan for your life. So my prayer for you today is just that you would let your age be a blessing. Um, Let it be a gift to others. Let your wisdom be something that you give out freely, encouraging others Um, in a way that blesses them and helps lift them up. Um, Let your stories be told in the flaws, in the scars, in the things on your body that you wish you could change. Just accept them for God gifts of who you are and what you've been through and what he's done in your life and how he's created you to be this person right now, today, that is speaking life and encouraging others. And it's dangerous. Okay, don't don't make crazy decisions that are dangerous just because you have a little extra skin on your belly. Okay, guys, <laughs> don't don't make crazy decisions like that. Your life is infinitely more valuable than a vanity surgery. And having said all that, I think I'm winding down. I had a little emotional moment earlier because all of these stories that God creates in our lives, they are beautiful and sometimes they're hard to tell. So this is my last piece of encouragement. If you have a story, a testimony that's hard to tell, I'm going to tell you to pray on it. I'm not going to tell you necessarily to just go speak it out right now because like I indicated earlier, I have stories and testimonies that are far worse than this one that I hold really close and I don't share them because they're scary to share. Scary that people will judge me and think badly of me. Um, And I'm sure having said that, the time is probably coming that I will be sharing them. Um, And so I urge you to pray, right? To ask God for courage because he's great at giving that. Ask him for courage. Ask him for the words to speak the story that you are afraid to tell. Because this is the reality. Our testimony, and this is what this all comes down to, the longer we live, the more testimony we have. And our testimony is one of the most powerful things that we have to combat everything in life, to combat the schemes of the devil and the things that other people throw against us, but also to help other people and to encourage them. God's miraculous provision in our lives is powerful. It is one of the most powerful things to tell other people what he's doing. And so I know this has gone on long and I'm pretty sure I've rambled yet again, but I hope this has been a blessing to you. I hope that not only have we talked about this societal problem of plastic surgery and vanity and body image, but also brought it into the light of who God is and what God does and how it's always wonderful. And we should embrace those changes and just be proud Um, be proud to be a daughter of the king. Be proud to be someone that he is guiding, whose hand is on us, um, because that truly is a precious gift. Hey there, gorgeous. Before you go, if this episode inspired you and helped you to feel more confident, I'd love for you to leave me a written review on Apple Podcasts. 
second, hop on over and join the free Facebook group at ChristianStyleCommunity.com, where you'll find Jesus-loving women just like yourself learning about style and building a dream wardrobe. Get dressed. Be radiant. Be radiant.